Almost 5 million cyber attacks were attempted against desktop users in the Philippines from January to June of this year. This is about double the number of attacks recorded by digital privacy firm Kaspersky in the same period of last year. And remember, we're just talking about desktop PCs here. We're not even talking about your mobile phone or your tablet, the apps that you use, or the websites that you visit. So although the rapid adoption of new technologies during the pandemic has made life more convenient for us, these technologies also come with privacy risks. And in this B-side episode, National Privacy Commissioner Raymond E. Liboro speaks with Business World reporter Janina Piebanez about preventing personal data misuse during the health crisis and in the lead-up to the national elections next year. In the past year or year and a half, we've encountered several examples of issues surrounding privacy, whether that's contact tracing and how the contact tracing forms are being used, um, issues surrounding online lending apps or other pandemic-related privacy risks. Is there anything particularly happening here, how we handle technology, how we handle privacy that's different from other countries? Or is there anything that's making us particularly vulnerable? What makes you vulnerable is that when those stakeholders or the actors or the users that process data do not consider accountability, compliance, and ethics when it comes to processing personal data, doon lumalabas ang mga problema, doon siya nagiging risko. So globally, what we're witnessing now is really an explosion of the use of digital. COVID-19 has really pushed the rapid migration to digital for us to cope under the situation of addressing the pandemic. So everything from schools, online to shopping, to work, this has brought um, benefits and conveniences. And for us, for many, probably even survival. But what is important here is that we address and mitigate the risks to individuals. I'm very confident that uh, we will ultimately conquer COVID-19 because of two things. Because if we have data and we have the technology, we just have to use these two factors you know, to beat the pandemic and to rebuild their lives. How much has privacy violations increased in the past year? And can you give us examples of these violations? During the onset of the uh, pandemic, what we monitored was human misuse of personal data coming from health institutions. Now, as we progress, no, nas marami na tayo nakikita na rin na may mga reklamo in the workplace, okay? It's um, online retail, identity theft. But again, a major aspect that we all anticipate, of course, are breaches. Breaches coming from uh, the health sector, hospitals, health institutions, again, misuse of personal data. Marami uh, incoming complaints na from online lending applications or what we call OLA, probably because of the times people are in dire need. So marami rin uh, uh, nananamantala. If you're talking about the actions that we took just recently, we ordered the ban on uh, certain apps for posing serious privacy risks to their borrowers and for violating the DPA and NPC issuances with regard to the processing of loan-related personal data. Here in the NPC, we have a, call it a privacy panic quick reaction team. It's a 24-hour concern that we deal with. Anything that causes privacy panic, from public shout-outs to inputs to complaints. So, tinitingnan ng team namin yan. 
You recently announced that you um, ordered a takedown of four of these online lending apps, and your press release said that you're investigating 200 more. What can we expect in terms of these 200 more? Like, what's the timeline of assessing this? Before we ordered the takedown of the four online lending applications, this went through a very, again, a thorough process where we tried to hear their side and for them to present their case on why we should not order a temporary uh, ban on them. We want to be sure of is to apply again the force of the law to those who are seriously posing serious privacy risks on individuals. We know our role as a regulator in this 21st century, which is to encourage, build trust in businesses to make sure that businesses flourish in an environment where there's responsible use of personal data so that we can achieve social stability, create more employment, and you know, innovate some more. So yun yung cycle that we are a part of. Even meron kami apat na tinakedown. I think we still have one more that is undergoing uh, a clarificatory hearing. We heard them. So hindi lang itong apat na ito ngayon yung aming tinitignan. So as to the question now of whether how long it will take, again, we are trying to establish what we call the real risk of severity and harm, a rush. No, it's an internal criteria setting that we have put here where we can assess the real risk of severity and harm that the applications or any type of processing provide. No? So dito. So we're trying to come up with a faster way but definitely without sacrificing, again, no judiciousness in the process. Moving into next year, there's another issue that's going to be at the top of mind for a lot of Filipinos, which is the elections. As we're heading towards the elections, what are the privacy risks you're expecting and what would be the effect mm-hmm. of those risks? Let me mention first that the national elections is part of what we call key privacy themes or issues that we have identified. What are we trying to anticipate here is probably the unbridled collection of personal data in relation to the elections. What do I mean by that? Meaning data that have been probably collected legally at the onset, but repurposed to be used for the national elections. So we will be coming up with policy on the national elections. What will be the fair and lawful use of data under the circumstances? We want data to be used for our people to exercise the freedom of choice, of course, to support the democracy that we are in and to further build it and to enable democracy and to protect our people. We will be trying to prevent and mitigate the potential risks coming or emanating from the exercise of the national elections. In fact, a few weeks ago, we issued a a cease and desist order against a website that's uh, philippinas2020.ph. We saw very serious privacy uh, threats with that website. It's collecting a lot of data, which we thought were um, excessive. It's not transparent in stating its purpose for collection. That's why we ordered a cease and desist. So again, this is already an example our exercise of our mandate with regard to the upcoming elections. We will not backtrack on our role to be a protector in the upcoming elections when it comes to the proper, fair, and lawful use of personal data. To concretize it further, how can all of this personal information being collected be misused during the election? There are data collection engines that could be put up just to uh, collect information. 
we have flagged certain uh, local government units. Kasi nga, well, ordinarily, makikita din namin ano ba ang purpose ng pangokolekta na ito, bakit kinokolekta ngayon. And uh, possibly, uh, collecting it uh, now for future use, right, eh, yan po ay hindi po pinapayagan no? under the Data Privacy Act. You must always be transparent, have the legitimate purpose in processing, especially collecting data, and uh, it must be proportional. No? Yung tama lang, based on the purpose. Okay, so hindi pa pwedeng kukolektahin natin ngayon at gagamitin natin sa ibang paraan. Meron kami ilang mga LGUs na tinitignan dito. At pag yan po ay may magreklamo, no? kaya makakita kami ng ebidensya na yan po ay ginagamit po sa hindi tamang paraan. No? Hindi po kami mangingiwing gamitin ng Data Privacy Act. So, sir, you said you will be releasing policy before the election. What will this policy look like? It's again about the lawful use of personal data during this time. We will be an enabler in uh, spelling out ano ba ang, uh, productive use of data, what we should try to prevent from uh, doing so as not to expose the people uh, or individuals to unnecessary and uh, severe harm and risks. We've done that previously when we issued, for example, our um, advisories on CCTVs, advisories on online education, just to provide guidelines to citizens, no? but for political parties, ano ba ang dapat nilang sundin, mga gawin at gawin sa natalapit na eleksyon. Is it punitive, sir, or is it more just guidelines? We have existing uh, penal provisions no, uh, with regard to the implementation of the Data Privacy Act. So any violation of the DPA largely falls under, nakikita na namin sa elections to be an authorized purpose and an authorized uh, processing of personal data. At may kaakibat na penalties yan. Do you have recommendations, sir, or something that you would like to say to the public so that they are careful with their data or that their data is being carefully used? Risk kasi cannot be entirely eliminated. What we want to happen is that we try to prevent and mitigate these risks from turning into disasters. And this is where accountability, compliance, and the practice of digital ethics again come into play. So I'm addressing now the companies, the organizations, and government to be accountable and compliant with what has been said by the law, by the NPC, when it comes to processing uh, data. And lastly, to be ethical. Don't do unto others what you don't want to be done unto you. And in these organizations, sinasabi ko nga that we have to practice privacy by design. We're conducting a conference soon on software developers now because I know many local government units are now tapping into developers to develop a local system to really now tell software developers what are the provisions of the Data Privacy Act so they themselves can also tell their principals that we cannot do this. This is in violation of the DPA. If they're asking these developers to come up with an app that has so many permissions uh, that practically you surrender all your information to them, then they can always say that this is violative of the Data Privacy Act. Now more than ever, again, I know, right, that uh, privacy in any jurisdiction all over the globe requires a lot of self-management. Be very circumspect, be very diligent and uh, in, in trying to check what you are getting into. Let me remind you, you have your rights under the Data Privacy Act. You have a right to be informed. You have a right to have access to the information. You have a right to complain if your rights as a data subjects are violated. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. 
Once again, you heard National Privacy Commissioner Raymond E. Liboro speaking with Business World reporter Janina Piabanez about data privacy. Now that you know about these privacy risks, please take steps to protect yourself against the misuse of health-related data and identity theft. And if you own a business, take stock of your cybersecurity. Mr. Libora says companies and government institutions should be accountable, compliant, and ethical in using personal data in accordance with the data privacy law. This episode was recorded remotely on August 27. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.